Hey, everyone. Kara here from The Kara Golden Show. Look, I've started and scaled companies, but when I first started podcasting, figuring out the workflow for this business was a real challenge. There were so many moving parts that I needed to learn from scheduling and recording to editing and promoting each episode. But once I streamlined the process, things got easier. I was able to focus more on bringing in amazing guests and delivering great content, which was such a relief. Thinking about this experience reminded me of the challenges many face managing their business every day. Whether you are the CEO or working supporting one, you need the right tools to streamline processes, especially when it comes to shipping and handling orders. That's where ShipStation comes in. ShipStation makes it easy to manage your shipments from all your sales channels. ShipStation automates tasks, prints shipping labels in bulk, and keeps your customers informed, freeing up your time to focus on growing your business. If you're looking for a way to simplify shipping and make your business more efficient, ShipStation is the solution. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time too. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me and my team to manage orders from anywhere, print shipping labels from just a click. Yes, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable with discounts up to 89% off carrier rates. And who wouldn't want that? Plus, an easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses as well? ShipStation just makes it easier so your business can grow. And yes, even when you're on your summer vacation, ShipStation is it. Work less and ship more with ShipStation, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA, K-A-R-A, to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Kate Boyer, who is the co-founder and CEO of an incredible brand called Anatomy. You may know it, we joked about right before we got on the show as Anatomy, but it's Anatomy. And I am so thrilled. Her clothing is so amazing. Definitely travel ready. I I told her this morning I was wearing a pair of pants and spilled some coffee on them, actually probably in the wrong spot. So I definitely had to change right away. But then uh, 
it was um, it was easy. They're perfect for traveling because they could definitely dry out really, really fast. But you've seen her product in private clubs, resorts, golf shops across um, and many stores across the world. And it's uh, it's definitely a brand that you should check out. They also sell on direct-to-consumer on their own site, which uh, Kate will talk about. But I love, love, love Kate's story of sort of how she decided to start this travel, luxury travel, leisure wear brand, combining both high functionality with just the finest materials. And plus the fact that she's a uh, female badass CEO. I mean, what more could you ask for too? So I, I absolutely love that. So welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me, Kara. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, we're really excited to hear more about you and your story and, and so many of the lessons along the way. But let's start a little further back. So I always like to give people sort of a background mm-hmm. to try and figure out who Kate was. Like now you're a very successful CEO who has started an amazing brand and company that has you know, wonderful luxury quality items. Uh, but I heard that you had uh, grown up in, in Budapest, Hungary. I'd love to hear, you know, a little bit more about who you were as a kid. Oh, my goodness. According to my dad, I was a helicopter because I was always on the go and they couldn't never catch me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know he always said that. So I was a dynamic, you know, smart kid. Um, we were speaking several languages from the age of about six or seven from school, you know, from our background in the 70s, 80s. Um, that goes back to Russian German invasions, right? So I lived through all that. We are the generation who took down the Berlin Wall. So we are fighters in our hearts. I know it's a whole other, there's so much to be said about it. Um, I was a competitive gymnast that was also part of our upbringing back in the days, right? They kind of put us into dance or gymnastics. So I was raised in a very disciplined, structured environment. And we studied hard. And I don't remember a lot of partying or anything like that as a kid. I just remember studying and competing, you know, going on all kinds of bus trips with the girls team with the sandwich in my backpack and not a lot of money, but happy as heck, you know, <laughs> I would go camping with my parents. We lived in a little house where um, my grandparents were around very close to us as well, because they always built together. I was just home a few weeks ago. I wanted to check on my parents with everything that's going on in Ukraine, which is 70 miles, you know, from our house, the border where um, refugees came through. So I went home and Hungary has been gone through a lot. You know, we were one of the first countries to join the European economic community. So we were always at the forefront of being very, I would say, more westernized than mm-hmm. the other parts of Eastern Europe. So very quickly, I was I was going up. We were going to um, Austria and Switzerland and Italy and France. So that's where I kind of saw a taste of the good life. And it was very different and very contrasting from how we were living, right? So I left young and finished my MBA in France and started selling clothes to pay for school. And like every other gymnast, you end up coaching kids. So I did that as well. And, you know, self-funded, I guess, an entire career, even up to today. So something never changed, you know, something's in your heart and soul are part of your DNA. 
So that's who I am. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Well, it, it, no, it, it definitely does. So when you moved to France and you were yeah. finishing your education and it was yes. just natural for you, I was a competitive gymnast as well. So I, I loved oh, that part know. of your story. And uh, I don't I think my kids it. actually believe I was a competitive gymnast because I, I didn't actually ever coach. Uh, so because I had a had a neck injury. And so for me to actually do something lifting and all of the things that you needed to do in order to coach. uh, Everyone gets hurt. Yeah. And it's um, anyway, but, but more than anything, I loved your story of how you naturally started looking at the girls gymnastics outfits. And that was kind of your first foray into clothing. Is this correct? With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't find anything to travel, train, and compete in that was durable enough, good-looking enough, and long-lasting enough for our life and lifestyle as a team. Mm -hmm. So I researched and made outfits for our little team, yes. (laughs) And as we won competitions, and we were actually national champions in France three years in a row, that was very tough. (laughs) Amazing. And uh, we got into stores with the brand and that's how it all started growing. Um, I work with more sports related um, stores and chains in France and across Europe. Um, And then ended up in the Caribbean, just, you know, followed my heart, I guess. And that's where I met Americans who were telling me like, Kate, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We don't have anything like it. This is good quality. It looks amazing. It's a combination of where Prada meets Lululemon, which was, you know, becoming a success at the time. So I was at the forefront of pioneering this whole athleisure trend, which, you know, a decade later became an entire industry and lifestyle for many people. So that was, um, was an evolution. Like you said, it was a natural fit. And I guess I was sticking to it, not just by survival needs, but also with my business head on. Later in life, you know, understanding the opportunity and just grabbing it by the, the balls or bulls. I don't know how you say it in English and running with it. I love it. I love it. So you never really thought, I mean, you didn't sit there when you of were a anything little. anything else? No. Yeah. When you were a little girl, you didn't say, I'm going to go and run my own company. No. I'm going to start my own clothing. What did you think you were going to do? So it's interesting you asked the question because um, I was 14 when we were able to learn English in my country. So the first book I read was Being a CEO by Jack Walsh. And I told my parents, I want to be a CEO. And my mom was like, I don't know what that means. You should finish your studies and keep your papers. And, you know, I don't come from an entrepreneurial environment. My dad was a chemist um, and my mom worked for a logistics company. Um, 
you know, distributing things around Europe, PVC related plastic products. So, you know, for them to see a 14 year old little girl saying, I want to be a CEO, I think that's kind of funny now that I have my daughter and we have these conversations. <laughs> I, lo- I love but, that. Yeah, I read his book and it's really fun that about 20 years later, I met him and Susie later in life. I was doing a trunk show at one of the private communities where they live in Florida and I met him and his wife. So I, I kind of had in my mind always that I want to like, you know, make my mark, I guess, and do something amazing that has a chance to change people's lives for the better and make an impact on this planet with the good that you can do around the world. So I love that. I had that drive, but there was definitely no business plan at the time. That would be a lie. (laughs) Well, it's just, uh, but, you know, combining what you loved and what you knew. I mean, you had worn uniforms, gymnastics uniforms forever and what you wished. And then it naturally sort of created this company that you have today. So what's the inspiration behind the name Anatomy? So that actually came about later in life. Um, My brand was called Something Else in Europe for a long time. I met my husband in Miami in 2004, and he was doing menswear at a time. And we combined forces. So he's the real designer, somebody who can sketch and draw and, you know, sew and things like that. I always just got things done. (laughs) I know what I wanted. But um, when we combined forces, he's the one who said, you know, we have to rename and rebrand the product. So after many years in private label, designing and manufacturing and distributing together, um, I was at a trade show in Paris and he called me and he goes, Kate, that's it. I got the name. I work with a marketing company. We're going to call ourselves Anatomy. I'm like, oh my God, that's so bad. (laughs) That sounds like a biology book. Why would you do that? I know. And then he said, well, it's the perfect analysis of the body. And remember Leonardo da Vinci with the Vitruvian man. So if you look at their logo, the square and a circle, that's where the inspiration came from. It means the perfect analysis of a human body and its moving parts. So the original logo has the Vitruvian man and the first logo had a girl in it. So my only humble contribution was the spelling. I changed it to the IE versus the VI. Um, You know, we have this European... Not French, I'm Hungarian, like, you know, but with the IE, I thought it was a little sexier and more modern um, and not so obviously American. So it had more of a flair, international flair to it. So that's how the name came about. As you now know the story, we both have a background in performance fabrics. We like tailored structured styles that flatter a woman or a man's body. And that's also from our backgrounds. You know, it's part of our marketing package. It's part of our DNA. It's who we are. But it was always at the elevated, more sophisticated level. Our customers are adventurers. They are sophisticated. They travel around the world. They are globetrotters, jet setters like yourselves. They know what they want, right? So we were always the luxury answer to this trend that kind of happens That's when you awesome. live an active lifestyle. Does and that when, make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And, and when you were starting this company, um, I mm-hmm. guess you sort of had you had a company that you combined it to make it a, yes. a, like when you met your husband, how did you think about him as a co-founder? I mean, did you, did you actually say, is this the right thing to do? Is it, or you just started doing it? <laughs> no, I work with my husband as well. So I, I, and we have very, I always and tell did people, you guys think about it. No. In fact, it, in fact, okay. people said, did you always want to work for your husband? I'm like, I, there was not one or work with your husband, there was not one single day in my life where I ever thought 
that I would work with him. He was an intellectual property attorney, um, is very methodical, uh, and, mm-hmm. and he's been the chief operating officer for Hint for 17 years. And, and so he handles supply chain and, and logistics and um, creating the product, all of those types of things. So it's been- To make a good team. Such a great team. And um, anyway, but I'm curious about your story. So similar in a way where it just kind of happened and we get to work and you didn't think about how or what or what's next. We combined forces because we were a natural fit and the business didn't turn into monkey business until a few years into collaborating because he was designing, I was manufacturing, we did the private labels. It took a couple of years. (laughs) I love it. Uh, We have a little girl now together. She's seven, but we've been together for 17. So you can do the math on, yeah. But um, well, he's more creative. So I was always the business commercial side of things. And then we have a president who joined us in 2014, Tom Dietrich, who um, comes from the opera industry, who I guess plays the role your husband plays for us. I have two husbands, <laughs> got a work husband and the, yeah, <laughs> the I love it. husband and the creative husband. Yeah. You know, my little grandma always said to be successful, you need a dreamer, a businessman and a rich man. So... I definitely have dreamers and businessmen around. We don't have a rich man yet. <laughs> that was a challenge later in life, right? Growing and raising capital. We had, that's a skill set we had to learn. But everything else fell in place with, yeah. I, I with love it. Around. So what was one of the biggest challenges in the early years of starting your company? How, how did you hear, you know, you, you had a great product. You were being highlighted for, um, you know, great design. You sort of got it. People were telling you all of that. But what was kind of the stuff early on that you really felt was just, wow, I didn't expect that. And nobody told you. These are the things that you would run into. And I, you know, I tell people that things like setting up a company the right way, that hiring people, for example, I remember when people in the early days left and I would, I, I personally like, took it to heart that I thought I had done something wrong. It was very hard. And then I really realized that there's different stages in a company where you need different types of people as you're starting to grow and different skill sets and all of those things. But as you think back, is there anything that really stands out as, as something that was really tough? So as you said, it comes in stages and cycles and there's tough moments at every step of the way. In the beginning, it's funny because you don't know any better. I remember sitting in a meeting and pitching a customer about the brand. And he loved it and wanted to give us a big contract. And I realized we can't finance the delivery of it because we didn't have enough money. I mean, you're a product company, you need to produce the product. You need fabric, trim, zippers, right? There's a whole production side to it. When you have a designer brand, it goes from an idea to market, to operating the business, A to Z, the whole chain. And anything goes wrong at any step, it breaks the chain. Mm -hmm. And you become dysfunctional, right? So as we grew up and learned the processes and the products and the people to have in place to function properly, that's a real learning curve. And if you break it down from the starting points of it, so back to the client, we were getting this big contract and I said, you know, I'm going to need a down payment if you want this ship so quick. It was for the boat show in Miami. We were doing this giant um, collection for him. So... 
He's like, okay, I'll give you 50%. You don't trust me or you don't think you can deliver? I'm like, I don't trust you and I don't think I can deliver either. So <laughs> you want this done? We're going to need some money up front. So we're still friends, by the way, and did a lot of projects together. But back at that time, he said, okay, who do I make the check out to? So he took the check to cut and I realized we have a company set up to your point. <laughs> so my husband goes, make it out to Jet Set Style. And I kicked him under the table and I'm looking at him like, what the hell is that? <laughs> So he made the check out to Jetsis that we had a $45,000 check in a drawer for a week until we could set up the company to deposit the deposit and then actually, you know, deliver the product and we're still friends. Everything went great. But like st structuring your business the right way from the start is definitely something to think about. So don't take my example and not think about it. Yeah. <laughs> the advice to the young entrepreneurs listening is think about what you want. Because then later, with an LLC, an S Corp, a C Corp, you know, we went through all those changes and it was a much harder mm -hmm. um, structure to set up once you have investors and shareholders in place and then everybody wants to do it right versus starting it right. So that was step one. And then, you know, building a team, you know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room, right? I want the brain power to be much bigger than I am and the collective brain power much, you know, bigger than the brand. The, the brand and the company is bigger than us. So that also took some lessons along the road on who you take in, who you let go of, not taking any of it personal. Because you can let go of people and stay friends versus them contributing to your business and the company and the profits can be two different stories. So in the beginning, you know, you hire friends and family and um, people you can think of close by who you trust, but they don't turn out to be the best employees. Yeah. So we made mistakes there as well. And some even stole from us, like, you know, financially suffered from it. <laughs> I uh, guess it's typical. Now my, my it's mentors typical. and coaches no, tell it, me, it, it, Everything that you're talking about is typical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when, it's, it's very, it's, it, it is, you know, sadly it's, it's typical. So. It's lobster growth. You always need a new shell. And I think the role of the founder and the CEO to keep the strategic vision and always go forward is important. Also, you know, dealing with situations that are out of your control. I have a hard time with that because I like to know, you know, when you plan something, you do it, you, you want to know the outcome. You're, as a gymnast, you're sort of a control freak. You visualize what happens, right? You see your success, your landing. <laughs> and in business, it doesn't always go as planned. So it's, it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I talk about a lot is being a gymnast. I actually... I was pretty decent at bars and on the vault and I was pretty good on the beam. I was terrible at floor and I would always, oh, sit I have the opposite order of things <laughs> and I would always sit so there and, and look at the people for the meets. If I had any choice to have people who were better than me on certain things, right? Because I wanted to win, but I wanted to make sure that I had the right people um, you know, from these different groups that were better than me at certain things. And I think that mentality to bring that into starting a company, I think is really important. And uh, I, I definitely think it's uh, being an athlete, being a team athlete is definitely something where I think back on it those things. It goes a long way, 100% of trusting and delegating and counting on your people to help you win together and empowering them to be their best, right? And you have to give space for that. And you can 
you can learn from the failures. I always teach my team, you know, I don't like the word problems or negatives. There's only solutions. There's only opportunities. And every challenge is an opportunity to get better. And I guess that comes from, you know, falling on our head so many times and standing up and doing it over and over again. It doesn't bother me when we make a mistake. So maybe it's, I never looked at it this way, Kara, but I think you're pointing it out from the right perspective because we share this background. So, yeah, yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head with that one. (laughs) Hiring great employees and keeping them is part of the growth plan for your business. Trinet offers full-service HR solutions tailored to small and medium-sized businesses so you can retain talent and grow. We're talking access to top benefits, help with compliance and payroll, even when your team is remote or out of state, the works. Because Trinet gets it. Your people matter to your business. Learn more about their HR solutions at trinet.com slash podcast. That's T-R-I-N-E-T dot com slash podcast. Trinet. Incredible starts here. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur makes their first sale on Shopify. That's over 3,000 sales every day. One of those sales could be you. Shopify is more than an online store. It is a subscription-based software that allows you to sell your product, reach your consumers, and drive sales all from one place. Shopify also gives you detailed reports of your conversion rates, profit margins, and traffic to your page. You can then generate traffic by using Shopify's integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and everything in between. Plus, Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has everything you need to scale your business, whether you're a brand new startup or a seasoned entrepreneur. I personally love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Kara, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Kara right now. That's shopify.com slash Kara. And so I read to, you talked briefly about capital. So I read that you raised yes. capital through crowdsourcing, um, which is so interesting. Uh, so can you share a little bit more, like how did you think about that and, and about the process as well? So from the very early stages of having done about 400 events to launch the brand around the country of the first six years, we were exposed to a very powerful customer base who always helped us go to the next level. So when we were growing and doubling in size in the early stage, and even after 2008 and 9-11, no matter what happened, we just kept growing. I think it's thanks to our customer base. So when it comes to financing the company for the first time, you know, in the real capital world, we simply turned to our audience and called our best customers. I love it. Because we felt their power. And most of them were females and just like us, intuitive, I guess bad business and leading more with their hearts and souls. They believed in us. They knew the product. They understood their staying power because they've been wearing, you know, the brand for many years and it was standing the ground. 
it was a natural fit. So the first round came from our customers who are still customers and shareholders and help us share the love is what we call it. The second round as well, that was a real series A in um, 2018, quite the learning curve. You know, once you form a board of directors and you report, you report to people, the dynamics change. So that was a growing up, you know, for me personally and the team as well in the discipline of things that we had to execute together. So for the chairman of the board, I named Tom or president and he still is. I guess he's more diplomatic. I'm too much of a straight talker. Not everybody can handle that in yeah. a board meeting. So I let him do the talking and then, you know, we get on the same page before and after. Um, so that helps. So you stayed with crowdsourcing <laughs> or did you actually do uh, venture or private equity as well? So our Series B right now, we have an amazing pitch deck and a really good data room that's set up for our next round. So this is the first time we're going to market to funds mm -hmm. with an investment banker. That's great. But up to today... It's big crowdsourcing. It's mostly female board, mostly customers. That's awesome. I love it. But we're love ready it. for the next level. You know, I'm, I'm building a global lifestyle brand. This is a breakthrough uh, momentum and opportunity in the industry. And it only comes around every decade or so. If you look at the upper end industry, I mean, was the last big breakthrough, you know? Yeah. It's a long time ago. So I hope we're next. Your designs are great, but like I said, the quality and the price points, it's definitely an, an incredible product. So what do you think is the key in building those long-lasting relationships with consumers? You're an omni-channel brand. I'd love to have you talk a little bit more about that. I mean, obviously, you're in lots of incredible specialty stores throughout the world, but you also offer consumers an ability and you have a large business, a large percentage of your business is actually um, online as well. So, so how do you build those relationships so that they keep coming back and that they keep buying? How do you think about those consumers? So the omni-channel approach and strategy is part of our DNA as well. So for us at Anatomy and the team here, it was always a natural fit to function this way. It sounds like a lot to manage, but when you're targeting this lookalike tribe and audience, they're basically, I'm reaching you every step of the way of your lifestyle. So from the moment you go to your favorite store, your favorite Four Seasons, your favorite Pilates studio, and then you meet your stylist and you go online to look for another color of those cake pans that you put coffee on this morning. <laughs> for me, it's important to be with you along the way. Mm -hmm. And we always say you are the brand, we're just the packaging. So once I'm in your carry-on, I'll stay in your wardrobe and your closet for life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it works. And the more you wear it, the more you realize how much better it is than anything else in your closet. So over time, it starts taking up more and more space in people's closets. So I'm competing with the brands in your closet, not the ones all over the marketplaces around the world, right? So we have a consumer-centric approach to product development and distribution and the strategy accordingly to grow all these platforms simultaneously. So yeah. there's a method to our madness. I know it sounds like chaos. And if you ask Tom, <laughs> it probably is at the operations level. And I probably drive my team crazy. But I strongly believe that this is the right way of staying with you along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love, 
you guys actually trademarked the tr- term pro leisure. And uh, it's funny, yes. I, I was, uh, I live in Marin County, just outside of San Francisco, and I was out hiking um, on Saturday in your pants. And then I went nice. to uh, Michael Mina restaurant uh, in Tiburon on Saturday night Voila. in the pants. I changed my shoes and, uh, you know, changed my shirt. And then I went and I really loved the idea of going from what I was doing during the day and being able to dress up, dress down. And I really think like that's the way people are living, particularly after COVID. I mean, I think people are just... So if you had a Zoom meeting, you could have done it in them. And if you had a board meeting to run into with an investor, you could have also worn those pants. So that's really the story of the brand. You said it so well. <laughs> it go, it's more than day to night, right? This is a whole lifestyle of activities that we face these days. So I think being relevant as a product and telling the brand story that tells your story is super important because it's your story, not mine. Yeah. Right. I'm just giving you a utilitary functional product that works. So it simplifies your life. It's one thing less you have to stress about. It's a no brainer. Absolutely. And it's back to the uniform like approach. Remember our past? It's like you put it on your confident. Anatomy has that. It reminds me of uh, one of our interviews a few months back was Liz Lang, who is uh, and who had developed a whole line of maternity wear. And way back in the late '90s, early 2000s, it was um, for I was a working person. She changed maternity wear forever. It w- was no longer about ugly looking clothing, and I had a black suit that fit and people would say, where did you get this? And it was amazing. And Liz is actually an investor in Hint as well. She's incredible. And uh, she ended up taking the brand and going into Target as well with it. And she's, um, you know, an incredible entrepreneur as well, who really paid attention to who this consumer was and what they were doing. Yeah. And let them drive. Yeah. Yeah. Product development and go to market strategies completely. When you listen to these ladies, I always tell my team, you listen to these ladies, give them what they want. Everybody's going to be happy. It's that simple. We don't have to overthink it. <laughs> Absolutely. So everybody's talking about supply chain these days. Um, you know, we have a physical product uh, hint that is uh, yes. all made in the U.S. Congratulations on that, by the way, Carol. Thank you. But we've um, definitely had our own sort of supply chain issues in the U.S., which are different if you are sourcing outside of the U.S. We had uh, an incredible entrepreneur who is the founder and CEO of Barabee, the weighted blankets. And she was talking about the cost of actually shipping a container um, went up dramatically for her in the in 2021 in particular. So I'd love to hear kind of, you know, some of those challenges that you had to overcome during the last couple of years of doing business. Interesting because, um, you know, a product is so lightweight. You can pack so many things in a tiny little, yeah. like even packing cubes, like eight pieces weigh only two pounds. So if you do that in bulk, you know, with one box, I can bring in three, 400 units. So we were always air shipping. I never had container issues. It's amazing. Yeah. I never shipped any product ever by sea. And just when we were thinking about it, it became a bad idea for these reasons. I mean, you know, you I know the cost. It went from five, eight thousand dollars to twenty five, thirty thousand dollars for a container. Yeah. But I, I mean, I feel bad for your for your friend, um, and everybody had to deal with it. There's also a lot of um, 
accidents at sea, you know, if you want to mention that angle of the supply chain, the sustainable part of it, there's a lot of waste in our upper, in our industry in upper where the ships sink. And, you know, the insurance just pays so people mm-hmm. don't talk about it much, but it goes to the bottom of the ocean. I'm a scuba diver and very sensitive to that. So that was another story where I'm like, I want to ship by sea. Yeah, that's a real issue. And yeah, I've always said that, you know, there's in our industry, there's many cans that are created outside of the U.S. And the reason why they are created See? outside of the U.S. is there's different environmental guardrails in the U.S. that you have to abide by. And in places uh, in Asia, for example, um, you can actually produce cans without those guidelines. And so the uh, carbon yeah, footprint this, uh, and, and the um, emissions off of uh, creating a can, um, just as an example, and then putting it on a ship and coming back and saying that it's environmentally it better is worse. And so I think we've learned a lot about um, you know the product and even though it's a little more expensive to create it in the U.S., we actually save on a lot of uh, those issues. Exactly. So similar to our case, you know, because we use French and Italian fabrics and the factories are also there in Europe. But, uh, you know, the fact that we buy French and Italian high-performance fabrics and we have factories in Hungary, Italy, Romania, Portugal, Morocco, so we kind of keep it close by where not only they have the craftsmanship and, you know, thousands of years of experience of producing high quality products, but also they are so close by. Um, it's a more efficient way. And to your point, exactly avoiding going across the globe and back, especially by sea. So we're conscious of that. Anatomy has a very low carbon footprint because of that. They call it accidental sustainability when your supply chain is so quick and smart. So even though it slowed down a bit, you know, I used to be able to import things from Europe within like eight weeks. Now it's, let's say, 12 to 14, but it's not, you know, more expensive or that much longer either. So it just allows us to plan a little bit further out. We also have more than half of our collection is based on year around available essentials. So your black, navy, gray, khaki, white, basic pieces. It's mm-hmm. nine pants designed by body type, four tops and four jackets that we always stock. So when the supply chains kind of got shut down, we had those products fully stocked. And that's what, you know, the stores and our cans and people like to shop from Anatomy the most, even though our seasonal fashion is exciting, they are mostly limited editions. So we weren't when we grew during COVID, we grew 74% last year and we're already up at the same pace for Q1 this year. It's amazing. Um, Congrats. Very, call very... us, you know, smart or simple, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's the nature of our business. I like, you know, knock on wood. This is who we are and we'll keep it up. This is why people love anatomy. And um, yeah, that's how we keep it all together. That's this part of the inside story. You're exposing right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. So one of the questions I always ask our guests is to share maybe some challenge along the way or failure um, that you hit like a roadblock. You are so creative and definitely, as I like to talk a lot about, being undaunted and getting through these roadblocks. But can you share like a story that something along the way where you felt like I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. Maybe we have to shut down the company or maybe we have to, I mean, something was so hard, but instead you learned something and learned about yourself. More importantly, what, what is kind of, what comes to mind for you? There are a couple. 
<laughs> actually. <laughs> There's a lot always, There's right? Full of the, the highlights of the worst things, right? <laughs> totally. Would be taking, I tend to take on more than what I can handle. Sometimes your mind is ahead of your body and your physical capabilities. And this could be back to our mental strength as athletes, right? That we say yes to too many things. And when you're alone is one thing. When you're in a small team is one thing. And a bigger team, it affects everybody and it stresses them out. So even in the beginning, we took on this giant order Kara from Bacardi. They were launching the new flavored rums. And I went and pitched this new design of dresses for the bartenders and polo shirts. And the order turned out to be 60,000 units, which at that time, to put things in perspective, we were manufacturing like 2,000 pieces a year. Okay. Wow. And I said, yes, and I took the order and we went home and showed it to my husband, Sean. I'm like, well, I don't know what's next. We got to deliver. So from finding the money to do it, to finding the factories who could do it, it turned into a, I had to work with, I think, seven factories to deliver it. This was about a decade ago and everything looked different, Kara. So every shipment that went to different bars around the country to represent the Bocati thing had a different shade of logo, a different fitting polo shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we pulled it off and we got paid. I think they were so desperate they needed to because nobody else could deliver so fast because I said yes to their crazy time frame on top of all this, that they were just like happy they had something. And luckily people were working in the dark, maybe they couldn't see it. Right, right. But big lesson, don't take on more than what you can do. Number two, when you believe in people, keep them. Don't let anybody talk you out of certain employees or prospects that you want to stick to. I had a very strong Italian couple who had an amazing designer background from Zegna and Versace, you know, the real world of fashion. Her husband uh, ran supply chain for them and I wanted to hire them. And at that time I already had the board of directors and they said, no, you know, we should post the job on LinkedIn. And, and up to today where I'm friends with the couple and up to today, I know I should have hired them back then and not listen to everybody. So at some point, you know, you have to... Stand up for your opinion because everybody else will have one. And then you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. So I learned that as well. There's a fine line between, you know, delegating and working with teams versus owning your decisions and saying, okay, this is on me. I can be wrong, but this is it. End of discussion. So I'm still learning that. When is the time to mm -hmm. call those sure. points? <laughs> and then... Well, for those who are about to start a company and have a baby at the same time, ladies, you will never sleep. If somebody had told me that before, that would have been nice to know because um, I have like lost my skill to sleep and staying healthy is important and taking care of yourself is important totally. because otherwise you can't take care of others. And I think as females, we tend to like take care of everybody and work hard and take all this on. And then at some point, you know, we will suffer. So there are moments when you're like, oh my God, I, I need a vacation or can't function anymore, you know, like physically and mentally. So we got to watch that as well. That's a lesson to force yourself to take time for yourself because yeah. it's easy to get carried away and get caught up in stuff. So I have a lot. I don't know how much time I got. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no these are all super great points. I, I love it. And I've loved hearing more about your story. And for those who are familiar with Anatomy, uh, definitely 
I think you've given a lot of uh, reasons just based on getting to know you a little bit more that people will definitely go check out your brand, go buy more from your brand. Uh, What's the website just so everybody hears it from you? So anatomy.com with IE, anatomy.com is the website. Uh, We also have our pop-up stores around the country. Right now we're opening Palm Beach and we'll travel back to Aspen and Hamptons as the summer comes. Uh, we have a 75 stylist, uh, professional wardrobe stylist around the country that can work with ladies one-on-one, whether you have special needs or no time or hair chopping, <laughs> whatever your reason you prefer, you don't want to go out to stores. Um, we can always activate the network for you as well. And then, yes, we also have our touch points with 300 plus accounts uh, where you can find anatomy in your own neighborhoods and hopefully flagship soon. That's my next venture into I love it. That's that's terrific. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And thanks again, Kate, for coming on and sharing a little bit more about your story and so many lessons here uh, along the way, real lessons I know that we can all grow from. Uh, definitely download, if you haven't already uh, subscribed to The Kara Golden Show, definitely uh, make sure to subscribe to it so you hear from the guests that we have, including great people like Kate and uh, and hearing more about the brand uh, that they run as well. And I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. Uh, as many of you know, I have a book out called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Uh, so definitely pick a, up a copy of that or get it from Audible where you can hear a little bit more about my story, my challenges along the way as well and so many lessons and if you haven't tried hint definitely pick it up while you're wearing your anatomy clothing of course and we're here every monday wednesday we just added friday as well to the podcast uh the podcast is trending globally for entrepreneurship and uh it's really exciting um to see how many people are excited to go out there and create and learn lessons along the way so Thank you again, Kate. Thanks, everybody, for listening and have an awesome rest of the week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.